recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZED Games AU. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. It's Zed Games. <laughs> uh, and 4 Triple Z. Radio. Radio. That's us. <laughs> I, I'm Maylee, and I'm in studio here with Toby. That's me. Yeah. Woohoo. Uh, we're here to bring you some video game goodness. We've got news, we've got reviews. I forgot about the news. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's a surprise to you. Surprise to me. Oh. Well, uh, before we get into the news, <gasps> have you been? I've been trying to get sleep and trying to play games between babies crying at me. Have you been successful? Uh, depends on the day and the baby's mood. <laughs> on average. <laughs> on average. I've been reasonably successful. I've I've dipped my toes into the waters of Death Stranding, Director's yes. Cut, and, and realized I've never touched Hideo Kojima games before. And, cutting edge trends there. And realized <laughs> that, that those long... Expositions and cutscenes do not work with a small child crying out at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So yeah, no, I'm enjoying that. Um, I've also touched on uh, uh, what was it, Hot Wheels Unleashed. I've played that for a bit. That was fun. That's about it. How about yourself? Uh I've been playing Back for Blood. Oh, it just came out. It did. So I've played it once. Oh, well, last night. <laughs> It came out yesterday. It came out yesterday. At like midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. A fair bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, we'll... it's like mixed. I see a lot of people, but mm-hmm. I'm not, it, it hasn't, I don't feel I've wasted my money. Oh, that's always a good which, place to Which start. is the big fear for a game that has that sort of expectation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You, do you I've, I, I would love to say I, I love playing horror games, but they are not my bag, baby. I am not fond of horror games. <laughs> I'm very fond of multiplayer horror games. Okay, which is a is a bit of a yeah. Um, shout out to what's coming up later on, Ooh. where I'm reviewing a multiplayer horror game. Ooh, I'm my looking forward to it of all time. Oh, 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 oh! But you'll okay. have to stay tuned. I will. Uh, For now, it's news time. This week in gaming news, Australian Game Developer Awards winners announced. The winners for the Australian Game Developer Awards have been announced, with Queensland and Victorian developers leading the way. Local game Unpacking by Witchbeam has taken the Game of the Year award, with a relaxing puzzle game also taking home the Excellence in Accessibility Award. Art director and designer Ren Breyer says, It's humbling to be part of a roster of amazing studios with incredible games that have won this award. We're so pleased that Unpacking also took home the Excellence and Accessibility Award, as we're firm believers that video games can and should be enjoyed by everyone. Another local game, Webbed, the adorable game about spiders, received Excellence in Gameplay. Beethoven and Dinosaur took home Excellence in Art and Excellence in Audio Awards for the Artful Escape. Black Lab Games won the Studio of the Year Award. Steve Wang from Wargaming Sydney was awarded the Adam Lankman Award for his contribution and advocacy for the local games industry. Chad Toprak, Kathleen Smart and Ashley Van Lingard were jointly awarded the Rising Star Award for the impact they've made to the industry in a short amount of time. 
The Forgotten City by Modern Storyteller took home Excellence in Narrative, The Oregon Trail by Gameloft Brisbane won Excellence in Mobile Games, Shamila by Chaos Theory Games and the World Food Program took home Excellence in Serious Games, Pico Tanks by Panda Arcade was awarded Excellence in Ongoing Games, and Video World by Things for Humans won Excellence in Emerging Games. Largest DDoS Attack Mitigated Microsoft reveals that the Zura Cloud service mitigated a 2.4 terabytes per second denial of service attack this year, which makes this the largest DDoS attack recorded to date. The attack was carried out using a botnet of around 70,000 bots primarily located across the Asia-Pacific region. The target of the attack has been identified as an Azure customer in Europe. The record-breaking attack came in three short waves over the span of 10 minutes, with the first at 2.4 terabytes per second. Thankfully, the DDoS attack was mitigated, preventing Azure from going down. Previously, the DDoS record was a 2.3 terabytes per second attack on Amazon in February 2020. League of Legends removing opposing team chat. Riot Games has announced that chat between opposing teams in League of Legends will be disabled in an attempt to cut down on toxic behavior. While chat can be the source of fun social interactions between teams as well as some good-hearted banter, right now negative interactions outweigh the positives. We'll evaluate the impact of this change through verbal abuse reports and penalty rates, as well as surveys and direct feedback from you all, says Riot Games. And now for some upcoming game releases! October 14th will bring A Little Golf Journey for the PC and Switch, Bonita Games for the Switch, Despot Games for the PC, Doctor Who The Edge of Reality for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One and Switch, Dungeon Encounters for the PC, PS4 and Switch, Godstrike for the PS4 and Xbox One, Jackbox Party Pack 8 for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One and Switch, Ruin Raiders for the PC and Switch, Sphere, Flying Cities for the PC. October 15th brings Ancient Stories, Gods of Egypt for the PS4, Xbox One and Switch, Crisis Remastered Trilogy for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4 and Xbox One, Demon Slayer, The Hikonami Chronicles for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4 and Xbox One, The Good Life for the PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch, Grey Lancer for PS4, Xbox One and Switch, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town for the PS4 and Xbox One, October 18th brings Nuclear Blaze for the PC, October 19th brings Dying Light Platinum Edition for the Switch, Into the Pit for the PC and Xbox One, War Mongrels for the PC, YouTubers Live 2 for the PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch, and October 20 brings Healing 3 for the PC and Jars for the PC and Switch. That's it this week in gaming news. Woo, that's a lot of news. That's a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good week for games coming yeah. out. Um, hmm? I want to I want to give a shout out though. What? Because I don't think a game. Uh, there's a game coming out recently that actually came out as we were setting up for the show, and oh. I don't think it was on the list. Oh, what did it? What did it? It's called Growing Up. Oh, Growing Up. And uh, it's about growing up. I, I, I would never have guessed. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> woo, mind blown. Um, I don't know what... I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. Do I know this game? I, what's growing up? Uh, it's like like the game of life sort of style thing. Oh, okay. It's make all the choices, go through. I played the demo in one of the Steam demo mm-hmm. festivals a while back. Yep. It was pretty fun. Oh, nice. I enjoyed it. Well... And I saw the notification like 15 minutes ago, so it was in my head. <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, yeah. news. News, news. League of Legends removing opposing team chat. That's s- silly. Uh, <laughs> it's silly? How? Um, it, it, hmm? it is not going to stop the biggest problems. I have in the past played a lot of League of Legends and while the opposing teams could be toxic, mm-hmm. the most issues I had came from my own team. <laughs> um, I don't know if that says something about me or <laughs> what, but I feel like if you're going to say it outweighs yeah. the negatives, outweigh the positives in all chat, that's mm-hmm. true for team chat as well in yeah. League of Legends. It's just a particularly toxic game. So I don't, I don't know <laughs> what get, they're trying to do. It gets rid of the GGEZs, but that's yeah. about it. But sometimes, mm. what's the point if you can't rub it in the enemy's face sometimes? <laughs> sometimes well, you need that. Uh, I guess the toxicity does lend itself that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. DDO. DDO. I can't speak today. DDoS. DDoS. I couldn't believe the amount of... Like four, what was it? Two point four terabytes per second. Ah, uh, that's too much. That's too much. How could uh, this? Come on, guys. I, I, I feel like saying, "Leave Microsoft alone." Uh, well, when you say it like that, I feel like it's a good thing. Screw mm. Microsoft. <laughs> I don't think we can say that on the radio. No, we like micro. Well, I Microsoft is good. Our opinions on Microsoft are... Our opinions. Our opinions and... Do not reflect the opinions of... Hey, they made Psychonauts too, and I had a lot of fun in that, so... Okay, we like Microsoft again. Yeah. And it was on Game Pass. Yeah, and Game Pass is crazy. Mm -hmm. I played Psychonauts for $1. It's It's crazy. Crazy. We like Microsoft now. Thank thank. There are positives (laughs) and negatives. (laughs) Who knows what outweighs what. Oh, man. Um, I will say that I am unsurprised about Webbed uh, receiving excellence in gameplay for the Australian Game Developers Award winners awards because that game is amazingly good. Amazingly good. Amazingly good. I'm going to double up on my. I'm going to say adjectives. Uh, yes. Oh, good. Yes. I'm not good with that stuff, as people will tell you. You're better you. than you think. <laughs> they are adjectives. But yeah. It's it's a uh, if you haven't either the, if you haven't even watched a game or you haven't listened to the review, I reckon go back into our podcast, listen to a, the review of it, and just get your hands deep in that. I haven't played it, but I, I, the review I, I went and I mm-hmm. watched a bit of it. Um, yeah, it's it it's so pleasant, it's so fun, and you get to dance as a spider. What more mm-hmm. can you want in life? So congrats. Yep. Web. <laughs> and congrats to all the other other game developers and gamers out there who managed to do some good things there. Yeah. 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 Pleasant. So now mm? I'm going to uh, perform <gasps> my mm. review mm-hmm. of the game Dead by Daylight. Oi! Do you have any experience with Dead by Daylight? I have played. I, I, I want to be a good killer. No. Oh. But I never... I, I, I'm not... I, I like being the creepy guy, but everything else is just scary. That's fair. That's fair. But I um I have mentioned it a few games cause mm-hmm. it, a few times in different shows. It's a game I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figured since it's the spooky October month, it's finally the right time to review it. So it's the only spooky noise I can do. 
I think it's I think it's Minecraft. Chilling. Minecraft zombie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Dead by Daylight is an asymmetrical horror game where you play either on a team of survivors working to escape on the map or as the solo killer tasked with sacrificing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember stumbling across uh, one of the ads a promotional video for the game months before its release and one of the developers was explaining the concept of asymmetrical horror I'd never heard of anything like that and I was sucked in immediately (laughs) um I when I first started playing though I had nightmares for about a fortnight (laughs) I am not I'm not good with horror games or horror media um but in this game I found my love of multiplayer horror games and I enjoyed it so much that I kept playing mm. through my my fortnight of nightmares. <laughs> uh, if you if you aren't familiar with the term of asymmetrical uh, games, they feature two separate, usually opposing sides with uneven numbers. Most commonly, and in the case of Dead by Daylight, this means one powerful solo player against a team of weaker players. Asymmetrical multiplayer games aren't a huge category, and while they well predate Dead by Daylight, it is one of the most successful, and it is the leader of the pack for asymmetrical horror games. It hmm. it, it does it good. It, it's good. <laughs> it, it, good game. <laughs> Dead by Daylight matches take place in a large map where there are four survivors desperate to escape before the killer will catch and kill them. Unfortunately, in the game's lore, even if the survivors escape, they are trapped in an inescapable purgatory and will soon find themselves prey for another killer. It's pretty messed up. That's messed. (laughs) As a survivor, your goal is to repair five of the generators sprawled across the map, which will power the exit gates and unlock your freedom. Repairing the generators takes a rapid queue of skill checks. Success will advance your progress and failure will regress your progress while alerting the killer to your location. As a killer, your goal is a lot more straightforward. You need to sacrifice or kill all the survivors. Uh, You track them through their tracks and noises. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as just murdering them as you need to offer them a sacrifice on large meat hooks scattered throughout the map. The survivors struggle against you every step of the way, taking two hits to knock down and holding out on the hook over two phases. In almost every way, the killer is stronger than the survivors, but they do have a few advantages that balance things out. The killer is faster, but the survivors are more mobile, able to jump over and under the debris that litters each map. While you can't fight the killer, you can slow them down with large pallets or blind them with torches. The killer can follow survivors' tracks and hear them from across the map, but their vision is limited. And not only is the field of vision smaller for the killer... They play the game in first person, while survivors play in third person, letting them look around corners and keep better track of what's happening around them. I really love this mechanic and how it works. It doesn't just give the survivors one more advantage, but it works with the game's horror genre. It creates super tense moments mid-chase, where you're unsure if you manage to give the killer the slip until they actually leave the location, just like in a horror movie. By far, though, the biggest advantage survivors have is that there are four of them and only one killer. Helping your fellow survivors means putting yourself in harm's way, but leaving them to their own devices won't earn you any sympathy if you're the one on the hook, and you'll quickly end up the sole prey left for the killer to hunt down. 
Still though, focusing only on helping your teammates might be a good way to make friends, but it won't be a good way to make progress or stay alive. There are many character options for both survivors and killers, each with unique weapons. Perks are unlocked as you play the game, and you can equip each of them to your character to better fit your playstyle. If you want to be a speedy parkour expert, there's no problem. Do you want to be a relentless hunter? Can do. Want to use your fellow survivors as meat shields? If you must, you can do that too. There is a core selection of perks to choose from, and each character comes with their own. You can also globally unlock any of the perks to use on all characters, and can test them in custom matches even if you don't own the DLC they belong to. A lot of Dead by Daylight content comes out in paid DLC. There are These are new survivors or killer characters. Most of these packs are collaborations with other media, anything from Silent Hill to Stranger Things to even the massive K-pop band BTS. None of these are core to the gameplay, but I'd be lying if I said none of Dead by Daylight's appeal lay with watching Left 4 Dead's Bill fight against Mike Myers. <laughs> However, there is a core roster of characters and a handful of free DLC characters that are just as powerful, so you don't need to purchase any of the DLC to stay competitive. You also don't need to purchase any DLC to play with someone who is using it, so you can see it in action before you decide to buy Sound is a key factor in Dead by Daylight, whether you're the hunter or the hunted. The sound of your own heartbeat rings in your ears the closer the killer stalks to you, often signalling the danger well before you see them. The survivors will tell you where they're hiding, if you're patient enough, working on generators, rummaging through boxes, healing wounds, running from you, opening the doors. It all makes noise and will lead you to them. The environment's soundscape was modelled on any classic horror movie featuring the shrill whistles of wind, soft tragic howls, creaking rusted machinery, and crows cawing. That's not a word. Cawing. Dead by Daylight is a game I keep coming back to time and time again, and despite the significant shifts it's gone through, I've never failed to enjoy myself. When it first came out, it was, and I say this with love, kind of a mess. The servers were laggy, the game crashed half the time, I tried to open it, and it was overflowing with visual glitches. I still had so much fun, though, and the player base as a whole did. There was a comical nature to things, and I have a lot of fun memories of that time. Nowadays, Dead by Daylight is a lot more polished, the the matches run smoothly, but the community has never lost that sense of humour, which I really enjoy. If you're looking for a game to play this Halloween with your friends, Dead by Daylight is an easy choice. Whether playing alone or with your friends, it will deliver all the gore, frights, and spooky goodness you could ask for. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Dead by Daylight. That's Dead by Daylight. (laughs) And also, be on Discord when you're killing your friends. That's half the fun. Oh, you need to be. (laughs) You need to be on Discord so they can beg you. Mm Mm-hmm beg you please to spare them hmm. and you just don't yeah you just don't i'm I, i'm i'm partial to the do- doggy gorgon that's hmm. um in the game and for the people who don't know uh it's the demi gorgon from oh i've lost the name of the stranger thing stranger things thank you yes. <laughs> i had it in my head it's just gone um and i love i love the doggy gorgon i just oh, wish yeah I a fun fact about mm-hmm. the, the stranger things DLC, just because it, it makes me laugh every mm-hmm. time. Uh, they have the Demogorgon yep. and the survivors you can play as um, Steve mm-hmm. or Nancy. Yep. And they also have cosmetic skins for the characters. And mm-hmm. Steve has a skin that just is Jonathan Byers. 
so you can just <laughs> be Steve but dress up as Jonathan, Jonathan. But it's really silly mm-hmm. and it it's makes great. me laugh every time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it is a tight-knit community and um i do i i a person I, as a person who's only played a little bit of it i do definitely recommend it with friends and jump into the community it's great well it can be great like any community there's 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 lovely corners but yeah i mean there's no there's no um online voice chat Mm -hmm. or or even there's no chat in game so even (laughs) if you got like a really crappy person to play with randomly Mm -hmm. there's not much they can do (laughs) they can't yell at you yeah they can go oh you suck in the the game chat at the end yeah but screw that guy. Yeah. You're you. Be who yeah. you are. Yeah. Yeah. Proud of you. Yeah. He tried. Well, um, I've spoken a lot about Dead by Daylight. I, don't, I feel a weight has been lifted off my chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that that's out there. And now we're going to jump into a review from uh, one of our new announcers, the wonderful Hazel, doing uh, Timberborn. So we'll jump into that. In the far-flung future, humanity is gone. We long ago wiped ourselves out with man-made climate change, and left behind a barren landscape, peppered with the hulking metal ruins of our civilization. We wasted our shot at building an advanced civilization on Earth. But maybe beavers can succeed where we failed. Timberborn is a city-building game with some unique twists. It's a utopian vision of a dystopian future, where you lead factions of intelligent beavers as they use their natural affinity for hydroengineering to reshape and reclaim their post-apocalyptic environment with dynamite, irrigation ditches, and complex dam infrastructure. Timberborn's aesthetic is self-described as lumberpunk, a word the developers seem to have coined themselves, and it's exemplified best in the rustic wooden architecture of the folktale beavers. Their technology is based on wooden water wheels, lumber mills, workshops that churn out wooden gears to help control the intricate timber machinery that powers their ever-growing civilization. The game's visuals are simple but evocative, with tile-based maps that will feel familiar to anyone who's ever played Age of Empires. The buildings that make up your little cities are satisfyingly chunky, with lovingly modeled details that help to bring the city to life. However, I know what you're really here to see, and you'll have to zoom in a little for it. The beavers. They're so delightfully modeled and animated, with round little bodies and goofy stances. I have to confess that while playing this game to review it, I probably spent a good third of my time just zoomed in on random beavers in my city, joyfully watching them go about their little lives. When you first start a new game in Timberborn, you'll find yourself looking down at the humble beginnings of your beaver city on the bend of a coursing river. The camera feels much like that of a SimCity or Age of Empires. In following the river up its path, you'll find source blocks from which it pours with impressive dynamic water physics. Your beavers pile out of your first building, a sort of town hall that serves as the heart of each beaver settlement, and the game's tutorial tells you to hurriedly get to work assigning them to gather berries and cut down trees. Your beavers have basic survival needs, and if you aren't careful, they can be wiped out by a sudden food or water shortage. 
The tutorial will guide you as you get the basic elements of your town set up, until it doesn't. The tutorial ends somewhat abruptly after making sure you have the essentials, leaving you with the vague advice to consider building a dam or extra water tanks to survive your first drought. If you've never seen this game played before, you're completely unprepared for what is coming. Timberborn follows drought cycles. At the end of every cycle, a drought begins and your river stops flowing. If you don't have a dam prepared to hold onto some water, then your riverbed will dry out, your crops will stop growing, and you'll be left figuring out how to keep your beavers alive with your scarce resources. A basic dam will save you from the worst of it. But the real challenge of Timberborn is finding a way to balance progressing your technology and building your city with the difficulty of being constantly prepared to weather a drought. As you learn to survive, though, you find new opportunities to grow and advance your little beaver civilization. Your inventor beavers will help you unlock new technologies. Your population will grow. You'll develop sustainable sources of food, water, and metal. Eventually, your city will get big enough that you'll start building vertically. That's right, another one of this game's little twists on the city-building genre is that it allows you to stack certain buildings on top of each other and create elaborate raised pathways and staircases to take your beavers to dizzying new heights. This gives a whole new layer of depth to the fun of planning and building cities. You can even cap your towers off with decorative roofs to satisfy the aesthetic needs of your beavers. Oh yeah, that's how this game measures success, not in money, not in world domination. It tells you how good you're doing by how happy and fulfilled your beavers are, giving them varied diets, fun activities to do, cultural enrichment, and even decorating their environment all increases their overall level of well-being. It's a great idea, and the system feels rewarding, but it also feels like a bit of a checklist. Once you've unlocked all the categories of well-being, all that's left to do is survive and build, and the building is very fun. But eventually, Timberborn hits the hurdle of most early access games. There just isn't that much content yet. What's in the game is excellent, but you can blaze through it pretty quickly. Other complaints I have are that the two factions in the game at present don't differ greatly beyond aesthetics, and the game doesn't always give you the information you need. The game is also very sandboxy, which isn't a bad thing, but left me craving some sort of campaign or story mode with specific goals to work towards. The game's sound effects feel a little barren at this stage in development. Beavers and buildings don't make any sounds except for brief barks when you click on them, which means that you're kind of left alone with the game's original soundtrack. And what a wonderful soundtrack it is. The game's composer, Zofia Domoradska, wrote 11 beautiful instrumental tracks with performances by a real string quartet. The songs cycle in the background or trigger during gameplay events and fit right in with the theme, giving you an incredible sense of atmosphere. The Timberborn soundtrack takes you from soaring, inspirational violin solos to mark the changing of the seasons, to the menacing drums and haunting vibrato that plays when a drought starts and you watch the land dry up before your eyes. Timberborn is a charming, lovingly made city builder with a unique theme, innovative gameplay, and a soundtrack that matches it blow for blow. But at this stage of early access, it's lacking certain aspects of polish, depth of gameplay, and character 
that would give it the longevity it deserves. Beavers. Beavers. Timberboard. Thoughts on beavers? Well, I like beavers. Mm. Um, I'm not a fan of what they do to drains in America. What do they do to drains? Oh, blocking them. I, I watch, there's, a, there's a guy that I've watched on YouTube called Post 10. And he, if you ever want to watch just drains be drained, <laughs> it's strangely satisfying. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. it's, it's actually really good. To, to post it. Anyway, um, as the game... Like, I've watched quite a lot of YouTubes on this because that's what you do when you're holding a baby, trying to calm them down. You watch yeah. YouTubes and while they're sleeping in your arms. And, yeah, it's it, I'm, I'm, I got, I've got the same hype I've got for this as I did for Factorio when it first came out. That real, ooh, I, all of these things I can do, the water and the amazing... And then I watched them, watched it once, one person play it for the first time, and... Or their entire population died because the drought came and they didn't have enough water. Oh. And it's so sad. But I I, I think it's a really cute game and I and I and I, I'm looking forward to see what happens as it progresses through early access. Yeah. I really enjoy the the genre of games. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not very good at them, but mm-hmm. it's one of the rare cases for me that I actually enjoyed the challenge. Oh. Where it's like, I'm terrible at this, but I play it a lot until I can... Like Frostpunk. I've mm. played so much Frostpunk. I love that it's called Beaverpunk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm sure I will enjoy this because it, it's just... Mm. This good... The, the genre I enjoy, but cute. Yeah. yeah. And and they do make such wonderful noises when you click on them. Aww. They kind of... They, they coo at you and it's so cute. But watch out, they'll block your drains. <laughs> <laughs> they'll block your drains in America. But yeah, yeah. Oh, so we're safe. We're safe. Well, unless platypuses start doing strange things. Oh, my God. With their poison barbs. Yeah, that'd be worse. That would be worse. Well, mm. it's late. It's what? What? Oh, God, I've got to get home to my wife. <laughs> I've got to get home <laughs> and probably play Black for Blood. <laughs> That's probably what I'm going to do. <laughs> Well, kill those zombies. Have fun. I will. For mm. you. For, yes. In your honour. Kill a zombie for me. Mm. And that goes to all of you listeners out there. I want you to go and kill a zombie for me because I can't play games right now because mm. there's a small child that needs me to hold them at all times. So enjoy a game on me. Yeah. Well, for me. I can't afford to let you all play games on my, <laughs> on my, on my dime, let alone one of you. So have fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun killing zombies on your own watch. Yeah. <laughs> any mm-hmm. any last messages to the world? Uh, that was my last message to the world. What, okay. what else do you want me to say? Well, my last <laughs> message What's to yours? the world is... Hmm. It's hmm? You should play Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Especially if you're someone I know. Mm-hmm. Because I want more people to play Dead by Daylight with me. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. My review goes out to everyone. Message us on Facebook. Play some Dead by Daylight with us. And, uh... At ZED Games AU. Listen in next week, because we'll be back. We will be! That's us. And we're looking forward to the big Halloween special. Yeah. I've got it in the works. Even more. Spooky, wicky... Spooky, spooky games. Spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> All right. Farewell. 
Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See you next time. time.